Welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. I'm Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. Okay, this week we are talking about an instant cult classic, a beautiful B-movie, Leprechaun. We're going to give it a B? (laughs) No, it's considered a B movie. I know. Come on, Monica, get it together. I would go with like maybe a B minus as my top grade, but also like (laughs) what an experience. What an experience. I shouldn't have watched this like in the middle of the day on a Thursday, but I Mm -hmm. did. And so my eyes were wide open and I was fully alert and I was... (laughs) my life changed in that time (laughs) really not what I expected but what did I expect from a movie called Leprechaun Monica how much did you know about this movie before you watched it because I knew nothing I knew it was about a leprechaun and I knew that Jen Ann was in it and I only knew Jen Ann was in it like, since the day before when Sydney was like, Jen Ann is in it. And that's how I knew. Like, I've never watched a trailer, nothing. But I had heard of, like, the many, many, many sequels because there was a period of time where I was, like, super into, like, absolutely garbage trash horror films. Um, so I feel like I almost watched, like, the one that was in space once. Um, but this one. Yeah, that one's very gross. bad. <laughs> I, um... Like, you had heard of the movie only because Sydney had talked about it um, and knew only that Jennifer Aniston was in it because Sydney told us last week. And so when I was watching, first of all, I just kept thinking about Thanks Killing because it's such a clear homage to this movie. But my issue when we were trying to – or when I was trying to – be like what what is going on um because I text you guys when I watch it and I was like what am I watching um and I just couldn't figure out like you know thanks killing knows that it's thanks killing does leprechaun know that it's leprechaun or does it think that it's gremlins I think it thinks it's gremlins (laughs) well so there was a lot of issues okay so for anybody that doesn't has never seen this movie uh I suggest it. It's basically about a leprechaun that goes on a violent rampage searching for his lost gold. It is exactly what you think it's going to be, but... It's not. It's worse than what you think it's going to be. It's, like, so much wilder than what you think it's going to be because what you think it's going to be could not possibly be what (laughs) this is. But here's the thing. This movie was supposed to 
to be a kids movie. Like this movie was made for kids. And then they went like the uh, director and the production team like couldn't get on the same page. And so they went back and edited in like all the gory scenes. So that's why like that's why this movie has like a weird vibe the entire time. Like this is supposed to be in like the same vein as like the witches and Casper and a nightmare before Christmas and all those kind of like spooky children's horror. Like this movie is made for children, which is one reason why my boss's like 10 or 11 year old daughter she loves this movie. I watched this as a child. I loved this movie. Okay, one thing I'll say is why don't directors more often say, let's make the movie more gory? I feel like every other movie we've covered in the last two months has been like, it was going to be super gory. And then they wanted that PG-13 rating. I love that <laughs> Leprechaun was like, I'm going to have Jen Ann say fuck all the time. And I'm going to have a Leprechaun say fuck all the time. And I'm going to add really poorly done, but very exciting gore. Like, why doesn't that happen more? But that's the thing. Like, this script was written for children. Yep. And then they just, like, added, they just, like, added in, like, all the other things. But, like, didn't change the plot of the children's movie. Where are you getting this information from? Because... I mean, all I I tried to look up articles about this. Didn't find many. Most of my information comes from IMDb trivia, which I felt was slightly more reliable this go around than during the Invisible Man. But maybe it's wrong. But what I saw on IMDb trivia is that this started as a straightforward horror movie, which to me, I guess, implies that a horror movie about leprechauns would be for adults. And then Warwick Davis was like, Warwick Davis, who plays the leprechaun, was like, let's make this funny, actually. Let's throw in some jokes. And then it got silly from there. And I know there was an IMDb trivia point that was like, they decided to make it gorier for the adult set. And they went and and made the kills gorier. But I didn't see anything about it being a media for children and I cannot imagine what this movie for children could possibly look like because the whole plot is that the leprechaun kills everybody it was written so in like, the 80s things were different then what <laughs> like if you go to wickedhorror.com uh they have a whole article explaining about it and it talks about how like he wrote it like as a children's movie and wanted it to be a children's horror movie. And the production team was like, no, we don't want to do this for children. Let's add all this gore to it. And that's why the, like the plot is more whimsical than anything. Ah, the whimsy of the 1993 <laughs> Leprechaun film. <laughs> a whimsical journey, truly. God, I really wish I had been high when I watched this movie. What a mistake yeah. to be sober. Yeah. As, as an adult, you have to watch this uh, on the the marijuana to go to revert back to a childlike state and watch it in the original <laughs> atmosphere of how it's meant to be watched. Yeah. I will say, um, I did watch this movie for the first time after um, indulging in some adult relaxation techniques, um, <laughs> and I wrote a few notes. I was like, I'm not going to be able to take good notes, um, but I'm going to jot down some some impressions at least, um, and there was so much that I missed because I just like was 
not processing any details whatsoever. Um, and there were, okay, there were a lot of things actually that I was like, when is this going to pay off? And then it never did. Um, but there's the, the first moment we see the leprechaun. Okay. So the movie starts, we're like in a cave with the leprechaun and it's just like a little, it's just, it's the leprechaun's house. I think it's his little (laughs) leprechaun house. Well, we don't know enough about leprechauns to say one way or another. They just, like, sprinkle a little origin in for you. They're just, like, some leprechaun backstory. No further explanation. Um, But we see the leprechaun with a little pile of gold. And he says, and I wrote the quote down. He says, try as they will and try as they might. Who steals me gold won't live through the night. Um, And then he, like, magics the door closed. And in my notes, I was like, little leprechaun with his pile of gold and he has the power to close doors um and then (laughs) it's like that's his power clearly um and then the movie moved on and I guess he has more more powers that we sort of see because when we okay it starts with um Dan O'Grady is the one who originally found the leprechaun's gold and brings it from Ireland where he's from to North Dakota where he lives now um, and then the leprechaun has followed him in an attempt to regain its gold. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but so we see the leprechaun like face off with him and his wife. And we know the leprechaun can like throw its voice. But it has minimal powers until later on um, when we see it kind of awaken from a 10 year slumber. And Ozzy is downstairs with the leprechaun in this scary basement and then Ozzy goes upstairs to like try and escape the leprechaun and the leprechaun closes the door again and then Ozzy opens the door and it's like you can only do this from my powers are weak and I was like okay so his power is literally closing and opening doors like this is the power it's telekinesis okay <laughs> no, no no I'm pretty sure it's door specific Monica <laughs> There's all those times where he just, like, apparates places, too, though, later oh, on. He, he definitely teleports, and I will, would like, I want to have a full discussion about what we think his, the range of his powers are, because oh, yeah. I feel they are um, not, like, deployed at their most efficiently at times, no. um, <laughs> but the first time I, I was, like, we saw the leprechaun, and I was, like, okay, so it's powers closing doors, and then it literally, the next time it really used its powers effectively, I was, like, why is its power just closing doors? Like, that's what, and then I was, like, is this gonna, that would actually be very funny, a whole movie where its powers just to close doors, um, but it, (laughs) like, can't open them, just, yeah, it's just, like, shuts them, um, (laughs) okay, for me, though, I, I started the movie and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, it's gonna ease in. That's how it always is. And it just immediately shows you the fucking leprechaun. I'm like, oh, okay. So all the mysteries out the fucking window. There he is. He's like, hello, my name's Leprechaun and here's the movie. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> okay, we. Hello, have- it's me. Yes. We've never talked about this movie on the pod, but we watched it with our OG Spooky Crew, which was um, the t- the Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight movie, where it, like, opens with um, a scary skeleton being like, welcome to Tales from the Crypt. This is Demon Knight. And it just, like, fully is like, here's here's your movie, you dumb bitch. Um, a hundred percent, that's what the leprechaun was doing in the beginning. It was just like, let me just be like, leprechauns are real. Anyway, here's your movie. 
leprechauns are real and i'm murderously serious about my gold bitch that's what it, he was saying that was the subtext yeah but it was i i don't know it was so weird because we got like three different openings where it's like the movie starts with the leprechaun in its cave and then the movie starts with dan o'grady coming home to his farm in a limousine and then the movie starts with jen ann oh, being like i'm, I'm depressed and i and think then- jen ann like representation um and then she just like rolls up in her little jeep we got I don't know. It was just this it's movie was a lot. It's to keep you on your toes. <laughs> this movie was so much. But speaking of Jen Ann, she's mm-hmm. a little baby in this movie. But also, I get big Rachel Green vibes yes. from this. So, uh-huh. do you think the yes. people that casted her as Rachel Green watched this role and was like oh yes she will 100% be able to portray this like did Leprechaun give Jennifer Aniston her like this it was like that little that little step she needed to become Rachel Green this movie came out in 93 and then in September of 94 Friends started so yeah that makes sense to me and it it was filmed in 91 too yeah yeah, and I'm no friends superstar. Um, but I I think could be making this up. Don't hold me to this. Um, but I think it's possible Jen Ann originally auditioned for Monica, um, or that she was like originally up for one of the other roles. Or you're nodding, is that right? Do you know this to be true? Yeah, she tried out to be Monica. Okay, so it makes sense to me that they would, like, discover her auditioning for Monica and be like, she's not Monica, but we like her. What are we going to do with her? Let's look at her, her past her project. Yeah, they watch Leprechaun, and then they're like, oh, we love this spoiled rich girl, but who's surprisingly capable. We're just going to steal her from Leprechaun and put her in this movie, TV show. Okay. I like that better because, like, watching this movie, I was like, damn, Jen Ann has zero range. (laughs) No, Jen Ann Oscar for this role because here's the thing. Oscar. Oscar. She deserves it. She – I'm not joking, though. Like, she gives a really – she plays it straight really well where with movies like this – you know, Gremlins, I would say, is like a, I don't know why. Can't put my finger on why. Gremlins, I feel like, is a more serious movie. You know what I mean? Like, Gremlins, I don't. Talk of horrible death and the sad, sad story of the girl's dad coming down why. the chimney. I don't know. It's, okay, here's the thing. Gremlins <laughs> has just as silly, um, like, visuals and gremlins has just as gory or strange or um comedic death scenes but for some reason i watch gremlins and i thanks killing does not enter my brain whatsoever i watch this movie it's like am i watching okay you know sorry i keep transitioning but you know the harry potter fanfic my immortal and how there's like endless discussion about like is my immortal a parody or is my immortal the original thing that was being parodied because people wrote fan fictions like that using that kind of language with that degree of typos like it happened like my immortal obviously iconic but it's one of those things where it's like are we so divorced from that time that we think this must be a parody because we don't remember that this was what things were like or was this just what things were like at the time and we'll never know because no one will ever know for sure who the author is people have come forward and been like I'm Tara Gillespie and it's like no you're not um but 
I just, I don't know if Leprechaun is parodying or if it's the original thing that's being parodied. I think the reason that Leprechaun doesn't feel as serious as Gremlins is there's two reasons. One, I don't think it does a good of job a, a good enough job world building like gremlins did like gremlins creates like this whole lore around the gremlin and all this stuff mm-hmm. and also i just think it's not cohesive enough of a movie like the pacing's weird it's like very really strangely put together and i don't think it was like i don't think it's tied up in a bow in the same way that gremlins was like that movie like is a great movie even though they had a lot of issues with it too this movie has a lot of exciting parts and then a lot of parts where I was falling asleep in the afternoon on a Thursday. You know what I mean? And I think that goes back to the writer and the producers like not having the same vision yeah. for this <laughs> movie at all. It's just weird to me because Gremlins, I feel like, is a more serious film rooted in, not reality, obviously, it's still Gremlins, but it's like to be taken for what it is in a straightforward manner. Um, and yet we get that that performance from, what's her name? Kate? Um, being like, Santa's not real and I know because my dad died in the <laughs> chimney. Um, where it's like really dramatic, you know what I mean? And you like, you can't quite take it seriously, even though it's like, you, is it supposed to be serious? I don't know. But in this movie, Jen Ann plays it so straight in a way where she's like delivering not a serious performance, but it's like so perfect because it's not over the top in the way like B horror movie performances are. Yeah. It's like very grounded emotionally. You know what I mean? Jen, like she's I, crying. I think Jen Ann was like trying her hardest in this movie to be like, this is a serious film and I will be a serious actor. But it's like, but not in a way where I I am like watching it and I'm like, oh man, she didn't know what movie it, she was in. It's like she, no. she she's playing it so perfectly where it's like, it, I, I, I can't describe it because this movie is so um off the rocker and her <laughs> performance is so not hysterical, but the way the, I don't want to yeah. say like the way someone would actually respond in this because that is a <laughs> ludicrous thing to say in context of this movie. But I, I mean, do any of us really know how we would respond to a murderous leprechaun? Exactly the way that Jen Ann did. Exactly the With same. As way. much grace and poise as Jennifer Aniston did. Like that is all that I hope that I could react. There's just <laughs> think that. There's a really silly moment where she's at the hospital near the end and the leprechaun, and I know I'm skipping around a lot here, but the leprechaun has like dressed up as, as Mr. O'Grady um, in the rest home and then has chased Jen Ann down the halls in a wheelchair and then she's barricaded herself in an elevator and the real Mr. O'Grady like falls through the elevator ceiling and then there's a moment where Jen Ann is like looking up at him, tears on her face, and I was just like, that's really someone who is having a tough night and is crying in an elevator. You know what I mean? I was like, that's real. I think what happened here is that Jen Ann was like, this is my film debut. This is Jen Ann's first movie. She was like, this is my big break, I guess. But I know that this movie is called Leprechaun and it is about a killer <laughs> leprechaun. So I'm going to show everyone that I have chops, but that I know this movie is about a killer leprechaun. And so I'm not going to take it too far. No, 
I I mean, yes, yes. But to me, it's like she's just giving us a perf- – she's acting the same way she would in any other movie. I don't feel like she's like, I know this movie is ridiculous. Um, although I do, I do think she – I don't know. I don't know how to, like – verbalize what I'm trying to express which is she obviously knows what movies she's in because look around um but there's not like a self-awareness that takes away from how earnest the performance is but it's not so earnest that you're like it's out of place you know what I mean it's yeah we're saying the same things in different ways I'm I'm totally with you (laughs) because everybody else is acting it the same way they're just not Jennifer Aniston you know what I mean but everybody's like getting the same kind of direction other than Warwick Davis who apparently like we said came onto this movie and was like I'm gonna do whatever I want this movie's funny now um I don't know I just (laughs) I just Googled, like, Jennifer Aniston reaction to Leprechaun, and I found an article where she was chatting with Howard Stern, Uh and she reflects on her first movie role and said, I really thought I arrived when I did Leprechaun. That's funny, because IMDb (laughs) trivia was like, Warwick Davis constantly accuses Jen Ann of denying that she was ever in this movie, and Jen Ann is like, I mean... She's, she continues, I was with Warwick Davis. The guy from Willow was in it. It was a big deal. I really did think it was an amazing thing that I was in a movie. See, okay, listen to that, though. I did think it was an amazing thing that I was in a movie. Not this movie. <laughs> oh, this is actually funny. I watched it, like, eight years ago with our mutual friend, Justin Thoreau, for Shits and Giggles. We were dating. It was one of those things when I tried to get that remote out of his hand, and there was just no having it. He was like, no, 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 no. This is happening. I just kept walking in and out, cringing. But she is iconic, and I don't know why she would ever... She's so iconic. Um, I will say I did find a Washington Post article from January 1993, I guess, like, right when this movie that came out that's like, all of the human actors are so bland it's not even worth mentioning their names and I was like wow you're gonna be so embarrassed in one year it's <laughs> gonna be so embarrassed in like a year and a half truly the oh I mean like I would say that's true of everyone except for Jen Ann and Ollie and the little child is nice too. I thought they all did fine you know what I mean I didn't have a problem with anybody's performance no, they weren't bad, but they weren't like, cry your eyes out. I'm not going to write home about it. <laughs> I didn't make note of anybody else's acting performance, but also maybe if I had recognized them from something else, I would. You know what I mean? Like, I thought Chris Farley played Ozzy for a second, um, but no, he didn't, obviously. But also Chris Farley, and then I was like, did he die in the 80s? But he died in 97. Ooh, so he could have played him. But he didn't. Ugh. I think that would have really truly elevated this movie if Chris Farley played Ozzy. It, did anyone other than Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston like go on to do anything I would have ever heard of? Do we know? Did anybody look this up? No. I don't know, I but the dad in this movie is very hot. Yes, that is true. Like I'm I think the dad is way hotter than Nathan, who's supposed to be the hottie in this movie. Nathan in this movie, hate him, absolutely my enemy, um, not just for personality reasons, but also because I feel like he is 
jacking Kurt Russell's swag from Overboard. You know what I mean? I feel like they're playing on the Overboard dynamics a little bit with Nathan as Kurt Russell and Jen Ann as Tori as like the rich girl who he underestimates and she knows how to do things after all, even if she didn't know that she knows how to do them. You know what I mean? Um, except I get except that nobody has to get amnesia first, but I feel okay. that energy. I didn't hate him, but um, oh no, no, no. Here's the thing though we first meet him and immediately he negs Jen Ann. True, immediately. yeah, he does. True, very true. Like, was he fine and he was cute with his little brother? I guess, although sometimes he was like, Tori, get back. And I was like, what about Alex, get back? Your baby brother. Um, Your 10-year-old brother. I just want to say that I did not recognize the fact that they were brothers the entire film. And I only found out when Chelsea told me right before we started recording. So I don't think that came across very clearly. (laughs) <laughs> it it didn't um because it's only mentioned like one time in the beginning um when I think Nathan maybe is introducing Tori to oh maybe maybe he's introducing JD the dad to everyone um but there's only one mention and I completely missed it my first watch and I was like I don't know how this random crew of people came to be together and be like the three guys who paint or whatever their business name is on the side of the truck. Um, but I, I don't know. They never, they never told me anything else. And I was like, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, like a, a clear reference to invisible man. I feel like this movie was just like, you're smart enough to figure it out. Um, and I will be saying anything that has a remarkable similarity <laughs> from now on is a clear reference to something. Ever since IMDb Trivia for The Invisible Man was like somebody getting their blankets pulled off is a clear reference to The Conjuring. So now anytime there's like the simplest similarity, you bet I'm going to be there being like clear reference. Obviously, this is The Conjuring come again. Of course. What you else? I will be also- happy to know that Mark Holton, the actor, the actor. The actor who plays uh, Ozzy was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure and oh, A League of that. Their Own, which is actually oh, a great actually movie. Oh. A League of Their Own is iconic. And he was in that Tim and Eric, one. awesome show, great job, awesome 10-year anniversary version, great job, TV movie. And I love Tim and Eric, so that, we do that love fits Tim and Eric. for me. <laughs> Can we talk about one of my favorite non- uh, murder scenes in because the murder scenes are unhinged but there's just like one scene in this movie that I didn't like watching it as a child it was just like I didn't fully get and watching it as an adult I'm like this is fucking hilarious I'm very scared for where this is going (laughs) I'm excited so um Jen Ann and Nathan are painting the side of the house and he's teaching her paint and they run out of paint. They, he's teaching her how to like paint the house and calls her a Picasso. And <laughs> they run out of paint. So go get, he like walks away, go gets paint. And she hears something rustling. And so she walks over towards the car and the leprechaun is hiding under the car and he starts stroking her leg and she's like, oh my god, Nathan? Nathan, is that you stroking my leg? And then Nathan walks back and she's like, what the fuck? That's not Nathan. And she's got these big scratch marks on her leg. 
And she's freaking out. And the dad was like, it's probably just like a cat or like a possum. Like, no, no, no. And she's like, I know what it's like to have my leg caressed by a man. And the dad is just like, you do? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think about that. So, I just. So. <laughs> I just, woman. I just. I, no, the thing no, no, is, I, like, why would Nathan ever be on the ground under yes, the van? That's my thing. Like, she pictured he's like on his belly. He slithered over on the floor, and he's just like, "Why is this?" Okay, another clear reference to the Invisible Man. Is he across the room or is he right next to her? Come again. Why would she assume that he has slithered over on his belly to? Str- I just don't, why would she assume that? Do we keep the paint under the van? No, we do not. <laughs> I, like, like, I she, know he wasn't really... in front of me when I walked over here. I know he was not next to me. The only option is if he slithered up behind me as I'm fetching paint from the back of this van, but somehow he pivoted to underneath the the truck while after sneaking up behind me so that he can reach out from under the truck. Like clearly she's like, I know what it feels like to have a man stroking my leg. So she knows that it's a hand and she knows what direction it's coming from. What does she think is happening? Maybe I'm, she has. No, I hated it. And I'm upset. Actually. I don't. Like, I it's hate just, it. it's like a truly unhinged moment in Every this movie. Like part. <laughs> Oh, but it then leads us to uh, another great scene where we start hearing a cat meow off screen. And the dad is like, there it is. Like, that's what it was, honey. Don't worry. Your secret admirer. Shut up. I hate everybody. The dad is so useless in this movie. (laughs) Hot and stupid. The best kind. He's a himbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. I need a himbo. Um... I have two cats who uh-huh. are incredibly vocal. <laughs> so when the cat was meowing in the mm-hmm. movie, I started meowing thinking it was one of my cats. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, I forgot this was part of the movie. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall watching Sydney meow to the Leprechaun movie. <laughs> watching Sydney meow to the leprechaun movie and and you're like I'm ladybug and I'm in Sydney's house and I'm just like what is she doing and who is she talking to who's this other bitch that she's meowing at (laughs) right ladybug and spooky are like what the fuck mom are you cheating on (laughs) talking to this right in front of our faces leprechaun throwing its voice first of all iconic I love that one of his powers other than closing doors is impressions um (laughs) incredible he's really good at them he's got that creepy child voice down pat he sounds yes <laughs> and loves to sing uh mary had a little lamb Ugh. he sang one song um and i wrote the quote down because it made me really upset i didn't recognize the song but one of the lyrics was that a boy followed a girl to school one day which was against the rules and i wrote huh in my notes and then we everybody just moved on as if that wasn't a terrifying song lyric to sing 
Wait, I have a question. Is that like the original like song lyric of Mary Had a Little Lamb and instead of a lamb, it's a boy following her to school? Wait, maybe it was a lamb. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lamb. Oh my god! I feel better. I feel better. Look, I just didn't know know. what to expect from the leprechaun and his scary little lolo eyes. No, that was (laughs) stop it. That was from this morning. (laughs) That was like I was all sober for that one. (laughs) Everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. He followed her to school one day. School one day. School one day. That's how it goes. (laughs) All right, I'm. Processing now, and that that um, and I have nothing more to say. Anyway, next subject. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so the rest of this scene that we were just talking about makes me so mad because I also just watched The Mummy too. So this was a theme in this movie as well. Another where, clear reference. Another clear reference to The Mummy too, even though it would come out eight years later. So. Um, there's this big hole in a nearby tree and that's where like the sound of the cat is coming from and the dad's like oh let me be a hero and save this cat that is in this tree i'm like the cat's having a fine time let it live inside of this hole he sticks his entire arm into a hole in the tree and i was just like you deserve to have your arm just chopped off you don't put your arm in holes you don't put your arm in holes or never do you that get- bit to shit by a leprechaun you're for sure getting rabies from that 100 percent. or if it's the mummy too your hand's gonna get melted off by an ancient mummy curse okay so that's the those are the two things that happen and you don't do it even if it was a cat like that cat is gonna bite you or scratch you you know what i mean like you yeah. can't see the cat how can you expect it to be friendly you- with you What's your plan? You're going to, like, grab its face and drag it out? Like, no. Do not do that either. That will hurt the cat. Do we think that the leprechaun has some kind of disease that when it bites you, it transfers, like, some kind of weird... No. Like, (laughs) I'm shutting this uh, down. No. rabies? Is this what Leprechaun 2 is about? Like, all the characters that were bit or scratched by the Leprechaun turn into Leprechauns? Like, Jen... Right, like, is that how Leprechauns are made? Leprechaun 2, they recast Jen Ann as a, like, a Leprechaun version of Jen Ann. Okay, actually, um, I don't think that's true, but it does bring up another question for me, which is... I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the end of this movie a little, so that's your warning if you're like I don't want to know what happens at the end yet, but I'm listening anyway. Um, so the leprechaun dies at least to some degree, but then there are six more leprechaun movies, and then eventually there is and Warwick Davis plays. Okay, the thing is, the leprechaun never has a name; it's just the leprechaun, and and IMDb it's just leprechaun. It's like how in the turkey in Thanksgiving didn't have a name, but then the creators after the fact, when then the, they were going to do Turkey in Space, which, by the way, one of the Leprechaun movies is Leprechaun in Space or whatever it's called. So clearly, Thanksgiving. It's a reference. Yeah, clear. This one is an actual clear reference. Um, but but so he Warwick Davis plays Leprechaun, quote unquote Leprechaun, in all of these movies except for one of the recent movies, because in like. 2016 or so they did leprechaun origins 
And then, like, a year or two ago, they did Leprechaun Returns. And Leprechaun Returns is, like, directly in response to this first Leprechaun movie with Jen Ann. Um, and the well comes back into play based on the trailer and what I read about it. But so, like, is he the same Leprechaun in all of these movies? Is Do all Leprechauns just look like Warwick Davis? Like, is I have a lot of – He says he in this leprechaun? movie he's – well, he says in this movie he's 600 years old. So, like, do all of the other movies take place before the first Leprechaun movie? You know what I mean? I just... But he doesn't die. At the end, it's his voice is still there. And he says, I might be, like, down for the count, but I'm coming back. Something like that. <laughs> That's a really good <laughs> approximation. I'll read That's the essentially quote. what he said. <laughs> he says... <laughs> I'll not rest till I have me gold. Curse this well that me soul shall dwell till I find me magic that breaks me spell. So presumably, even if he's, he's not fine. dead, though, he's stuck in the well and he can't be going to space and the hood and then back to the hood. He's going to get out. It's like <laughs> literally the wind blowing that fucking four-leaf clover off the top of the crate for him to be able to escape. So, like, But he didn't die in the out. beginning. Well, that's because so in the, the beginning, down. it wasn't stuck on his body. body. To kill the leprechaun, you, it has to like touch its body or like they have to do it. So they, uh, the original one, uh, O'Grady shut him in a box with a lep- with a four leaf clover on top of the box just to trap him. Yeah. And then um, at the end of the movie, they launch a four leaf clover on a chewed up gum into and his it, like, mouth. Gets stuck- yeah. <laughs> oh, he should be dead, dead at the end of the movie, though. You know what I mean? He's been touched by the four-leaf clover, and then also they exploded him with gasoline. Um, and so he should be dead, dead. And yet somehow, despite following the rules, unless Dan O'Grady had the rules wrong, you know what I mean? Which is very possible, because clearly Dan O'Grady sucks and is an idiot. Um the leprechaun should be dead, but instead he's like, I'm not dead. My soul is just cursed to dwell in this well for the rest of time until the magic breaks. So, like, what – he clearly – what we know to oh, kill so the leprechaun does not happened, kill the leprechaun. And and is he trapped in the well or not? My, okay, my so this question is, my, is, why do you think there's any fucking logic to this at all? Like, what about no, the no. movie made you think there were rules that you could follow that would lead to any they sort of say, outcome? They say, no, like, no. 12 times, there are rules. <laughs> what are the rules? I have a theory. Dan I have a theory. Okay, what's your theory, theory, Sydney? Okay, so gum, over a, lo- over a long period of time, will biodegrade. Like, eventually, it will all break down. And he was a creepy, creepy skeleton. Like, so... He's stuck there until the gum biodegrades and then the four-leaf clover falls out of his skeleton bones. And once that is no longer technically in him, he is able to regain his body again and then wreak havoc. And that's how he goes to space and the hood twice. That's exactly what I bet happens in the second one. eons later he's an eternal being okay this is what i think i think that there's only one leprechaun in the entire multiverse that's why he's so angry because he <laughs> wants to find love and he's lonely is it is and he so- the only one of his species or is he the only one left of his species i don't know i don't know we haven't gotten there yet we'll find that out in leprechaun origins obviously but in this story he's the only leprechaun at this current time and so he is an eternal being he is 
he can never die because he has the music the music he has the music within him he has the magic of the the music in me (laughs) he has the gold maybe as long as the gold coins exist together in any form that's like because that's obviously his power lies in those gold coins it can revive him whoa okay I guess you're you're right in that I'm just like asking too much from this franchise you're asking um, way too but much but I just I feel like you can either rationalize why it's the same leprechaun in leprechaun 2 leprechaun 3 leprechaun 4 leprechauns in space or whatever etc or you can rationalize why it's the same leprechaun in leprechaun returns but I feel like I don't know how to have them both exist and and be the same leprechaun unless every other movie is a prequel um which it could be but i don't think is the case this is like the age-old question from the fast and furious franchise didn't han die in the second movie how is he in the fourth and the fifth and the sixth or whichever one he dies in movie again well the second you just can rewrite history within your own franchise the second movie's like I know, like I know why. Trust movie. me. I know. And they were like, Tokyo Drift actually comes later, too, because Tokyo Drift was the only movie I saw before Fate of the Furious. And then, oh, wow. What a mistake. I've never seen Tokyo Drift. Oh, my God. Tokyo Drift is so good. It's my favorite of the franchise. <laughs> I'm in it for Vin Diesel, honey. But either way, the, the moral of the story is within the world of Fast and the Furious, whatever Vin Diesel wants happens and so same thing here whatever warwick davis wants happens in the leprechaun franchise so if he comes back to life he's the only leprechaun that's ever in the world he dies but then he's eternal spirit whatever he wants he's coming back baby he's going to the hood he's going to space he's going wherever the fuck he wants and you can't stop him and logic can't stop him either (laughs) i guess that's the answer i there is no answer is the answer. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, should we go through, like, our favorite, like, kills and attacks in this movie? Because there's some absolutely whacked out ones, and, like, I don't know how else to talk about it. We have to. Do I want to start with... Review his powers at some point. Um, because you touched <laughs> on this a little bit just now, where you're like, clearly the gold is the source of his powers. I also got that impression, or that at least like his powers are tied to the gold. The gold makes it stronger. But then I wanted to know why can he not have like some spidey sense of where the gold is? Why is that not one of the powers? If the if his powers are increased by the gold, wouldn't you be like at least like hot and cold? Like I'm getting warmer. There's I know no where to feel the getting oh, stronger no. within me. He doesn't have that power. The movie would be, he would be an unstoppable force if he always knew where it was, always. He would have just immediately just thrust his tiny little, okay, his hands were way too big for his body, just saying. His hands were fucking huge with those big claws, it was disgusting, it was very horrifying. Anyway, he would have just thrust his weirdly large hand into Ollie's stomach and ripped out the coin like two minutes into the movie if he had known sure where it was all gonna was. Happen. That was one of the only things I wrote in my notes when I watched it the first time where I was like, Ozzy just swallowed the coin. He is about to get ripped, candy man style, ripped from groin to gullet. <laughs> was that from Candyman or was that from something else? What did we watch before? That's from no, Candyman. That that's from Candyman. Candy Man. I thought you okay. said Candy Mountain for a second, and I just went candy through like Candy Mountain. Okay. 
We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, his power is definitely his base power is that he can open and close doors and that's, make spooky yeah, voices all the time. That's his always power. He can always mm-hmm. do that, no matter what. Without a single coin, he can sound like a baby and be a ventriloquist or whatever. Throw his voice. <laughs> and he can uh, blow out matches. Very important. He has regenerative powers. He can heal. Um, he, he, he can curse people, apparently, by being like, you're going to have a stroke. And then the guy has a stroke. And then from behind the door, he goes... And the and the match blows out and he falls over mid stroke. Um, he also let's see. I I tried to highlight my notes so that I could go back and and gump, like go through my my points. I guess just in this movie, four leaf clovers function like kryptonite to Superman, where like if it actually touches the leprechaun, it debilitates them enough that you can kill it. Whereas if it's like nearby, it's it's like clearly harmed it like saps some of his strength so like mm-hmm. you can shoot it and it won't regenerate quickly and and that's what Dan O'Grady did and then he put him in the box and we see the leprechaun get shot like to death ish a couple of times in the movie and then recuperate and the only reason it can't recuperate when it's in the crate in the basement for 10 years mm-hmm. is because of the four leaf clover on top um well, here, okay, we were talking about his powers. So, other powers that he has besides regeneration, voice throwing, and uh, door opening and closing incredible roller skater. Oh, great. Yes, true. <laughs> engineering in some way to make like dune buggies out of nowhere, make baby cars turn into real cars. Very oh, good on the tricycle. Yes, great with um mechanics because he like welds together that little car okay when the first time I watched this movie um one of the things I missed was where all of these vehicles were coming from um and so presumably the tricycle is just something the leprechaun like finds in the barn on the farm um and then when I paid attention the second time I was like oh he trades the tricycle in for the little toy car at the coin collector's store, which, as we know, all small North Dakota towns have coin collector stores. Um, true. It's just the natural thing. Every town must have one. Um, and then he welds his own car later on. But I wasn't following enough to be keeping track of this the first time. And I was like, he creates these cars like out of matter it's like turkey and thanks killing just like keeps pulling shotguns and whatever like out of his plumage i was like okay so clearly they got this from leprechaun who just like keeps finding little leprechaun sized vehicles everywhere it's about the magic here chelsea the thing is he can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's a magical leprechaun and he's got special magic ability he can also teleport he's magically we delicious teleport. we see him teleport like summon the gold out of jen ann's hand and like float it into his own hand um he has strength in that he Super oh, he rich. punches through the the windshield at one point. Another clear Invisible Man reference. Um, <laughs> and he like plucks eyes out and stuff like that. Um, oh my God! Wait, now we're getting away, giving away all the attacks. Let's talk about his the best attacks here because there's so many freaking unhinged psychotic things that happen in this movie. <laughs> 
They are very good. Okay, who who wants to go first? Who's what's your favorite? Okay, my favorite is definitely the uh the coin shop guy. <laughs> like I have in my notes, could you imagine trying to explain that you were pogoed to death by a leprechaun? <laughs> and he sings about it while he's doing it. He's like, I'm just gonna pogo on your lung. Bop bop bop. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that. I thought it was unnecessarily mean, first of all. It's like, this guy had nothing to do with anything. He didn't steal your gold like Dan O'Grady. He didn't find and then hoard your gold like Alex and Ozzy. He just was an unlucky coin collector that was brought your gold in consultation. Why can't you just not take the gold back? Like, sure, bite his leg or whatever um, so that you have – like, so you can steal the gold without him being a problem. But if you can teleport into the safe, first of all, I just feel like you don't have to pogo stick a man to death, even though it was an iconic death scene. He's a vindictive motherfucker. He loves to kill. He loves his gold, number one, and he loves to kill, number two. And number three, he likes to sing nursery rhymes in a little baby voice. Those are his big three. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely his, like, favorite after school activities <laughs> I think the pogo one was the most unexpected but I really enjoyed everything that went down with the cop though it was infuriating to behold because this cop was like born to die it seems you <laughs> uh-huh. really fucked it like every turn um but I also love that you know he was like not paying attention, just having a time with his his donut in his car. And then he's like, oh, a child is speeding down the causeway. I must go pull him over. I mean, it he's is like, Nothing surprise. happens in North Dakota. This is very interesting to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a little iffy on the details in this cop part, but I just don't understand why... In the end, the cop just completely gave up on trying to be alive and just sat down and waited for his face to get ripped off. Like, I just... I think he thought that the leprechaun was gone and had gone off to do leprechaun-y things. And why wouldn't you assume that, I guess, when you're like, I don't have anybody's gold. Um, I have no personal beef with the leprechaun. And the leprechaun is like, guess what? I don't need personal beef. To kill everybody, because I pogo sticked one guy to death already, and now and I'm gonna good. claw your face, and then I'm gonna teleport onto your shoulders and snap your neck. And the only reason I'm not sh- like killing Jen Ann on site is because maybe she knows where my gold is. Is the only reason I can assume that he doesn't automatically vindictively kill everybody else. You know what I mean? The only possible explanation, not that anything needs an explanation, I guess, in this movie, because just whatever. But there's no if there is an explanation, the only one is that like he doesn't kill Jen Ann, Nathan, Alex, and Ozzy because presumably they know where the gold is. Although like. Why, why, when you got out of the crate, would you not go straight to Dan O'Grady? I, I don't know, but I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I it guess there's just no answers. There's I hate no that. Fucking answers. I hate that. <laughs> See, that's what I was talking about. Why this isn't as good as Gremlins. It's just not wrapped up in the same way. It's just kind of like it was only an hour and a half long, but it felt like way longer than that because it just like wheels around the point for a very long time, though it is exciting during that time too. I wasn't terrible. <laughs> I will say though, 
the police scene should have been so much shorter. It yes. just like went on forever. And the police scene was like an added extra scene for it to just be gory. Like it was not mm-hmm. in the original script. <laughs> but yeah. they could have made uh, it leprechaun. way and way shorter. Like, please. but here's the thing. Leprechauns are a cab. So <laughs> he's like, I just came across this cop. It doesn't have anything to do with my gold, but fuck police. The, leprechaun, the cop was mean to him. And he did say a line um, at one point where he was like, you shouldn't make fun of people. And I was like, interesting leprechaun. Cause you also made fun of people. Um, let me look in my notes. I know I highlighted it because he called um Ozzy Tubby, and I was like, "That's rude." Oh, he said it's Agreed. not nice to make fun of a leprechaun, and I said it's not nice to make fun of anybody. But that didn't stop you, Mister Leprechaun, from calling Ozzy Tubby. Tell him. <laughs> Just a little rude rude person. Um, the thing is that also. Um, and again, I don't know if I had this in my head because I just, the whole movie was like, thanks killing and thanks killing used a lot of slurs, but every time they called the leprechaun a lep, I was like, I just feel like you can't say that. That feels offensive to me. (laughs) And like leprechauns are not real and there are obviously not slurs for leprechauns, but every time they threw it out there, I was just like, I just feel like this is offensive. I just feel like this is a slur. (laughs) I just feel like you should not be saying this. And and maybe it was okay to say in 1991 when you filmed this movie, but in 2021, it's not okay. But it's also not real. <laughs> Chelsea, be careful about saying that leprechauns aren't real, just in case. I did Google, are leprechauns real? Not trying to be like, are leprechauns real? But trying to be like, is the mythology of leprechauns rooted in any kind of real thing? Um, did not find much. They're real. But I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely real. They're real. They're out there with the fae. Okay. Don't fuck yeah. with the fae. I believe in that. <laughs> Other than the powers, I guess the lore about the leprechaun is that when you find a leprechaun, you can rob it, and that's allowed. <laughs> but, yeah. But then Did. the leprechaun can take its revenge, which is also allowed. <laughs> Um, but when you meet a leprechaun a rainbow will present itself to you leading to the pot of gold even if the leprechaun doesn't know where the pot of gold is and also leprechauns are are have an innate desire and need to shine shoes no matter the extenuating circumstances of whatever's going on and you want to know what else discuss incredible shoe shining ability a compulsive shoe shining ability (laughs) but you want to know what else leprechauns are also good at besides murder and revenge for stealing their money i don't know and i'm really scared (laughs) basketball (laughs) are you talking about the (laughs) decom oh my god look at the irish that i was obsessed with actually (laughs) Like, I will be watching that this movie. movie. Wow. It's so good. I've seen Kyle Merriman. He's great. He was Can we watch Irish. Luck of the Irish on Tuesday? Isn't Tuesday St. Patrick's Day? Either Tuesday or Wednesday. But yes, let's watch Wednesday. that. Let's group watch Wednesday that. Is. We're watching that with Spooky Crew. It's going down. <laughs> it's scary. It's really scary. <laughs> okay, guys. This week, we're going to be watching. <gasps> Look at me. Luck of the Irish was also in Final Destination 3, the best Final Destination. Wow, it all comes back to Final Destination 3. 
Wow. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> um, do we want to get into some of our regular segmentos? I guess. I don't know. I just have, like, a lot of feelings about this movie. And here's one of the things that I felt, like, didn't pay off. There is... For all of the fact that this leprechaun is distracted by shoes, an unhealthy degree, and there were a lot of establishing shots and focusing shots on Jen Ann's sneakers, and there's even a moment where Nathan yanks her shoe off of her foot, I was like, okay, they're setting up all this weird foot stuff with Jen Ann. When are we going to get something with her shoes? We never get anything with her shoes. Never. Not once. That's the thing. Just that there's vegetarian a- comment. <laughs> There's a logical explanation for that. Is somebody had a foot fetish and just needed? Didn't know Quentin Tarantino was involved with this movie. Okay, but this is actually how you can tell that Quentin Tarantino did not do this movie because there's all this shoe talk, but you don't get to see the foot like lovingly go into the shoe. He doesn't take his weird, <laughs> creepy hands and caress Jan Jen Ann's foot in those blue suede shoes. Like that would have happened if this was a Quentin Tarantino movie, and it would have been as long as the cop's death scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I actually have one other thing. Um that I, I want to talk about, which is about Alex, who I could not get a read on his character. He's the little boy. Um, oh, he's kind of I a mischief maker. <laughs> um, I guess where he, he and Ozzy seem to just like do whatever they want. No supervision for either of them. They're just like living their lives, I guess. Are they, or is, is, are Alex and Nathan orphans? We have no idea. Don't know how old anybody is supposed to be other than Alex, clearly a child. Um, but when Alex and Ozzy originally find the gold, um, Alex is like, oh, we should keep the gold because Ozzy can get surgery on his brain to make him smart. First of all, very sad that Ozzy was like, I'm not smart. People make that fun of me. And I was like, this really is fucked up. Yeah, this is heartbreaking. But then later on at the end, Jen Ann is like, what were you going to do with this gold? And Alex is like, we were going to get Ozzy an operation to fix his brain. And Jen Ann is like, Alex, you can't fix his brain. And Alex says, I know, but Ozzy doesn't know that. Alex, then what were you going to do with the gold? What scheme did you have? <laughs> like, also, he clearly oh, had a scheme. Also, oh, Ozzy doesn't know that. Ozzy doesn't even think he's not smart. So let, let Ozzy live his life. Ozzy is having a fine time. He loves to paint. He loves you. It's fine. Just relax. Alex, I out just here living like his best life. Alex is a troublemaker. Um, Alex has... Alex is like a, a Lizzie McGuire little brother character. Like, there's all kinds of things going on in the background, I think, with him that we just don't really get into. Yeah. Also, like, that comment at the beginning where he's like, I could go for a beer right now. I'm like, what are, Sir, what are you talking about? <laughs> you are a child. This child needs supervision. If Nathan is the only one raising his younger brother, he needs to do a better job. Yeah. This is overboard all over again. Like I said, but now it's like one child running around instead of three children running around. Like they, they need Goldie Hawn to come in and be like an adult in the room. Um, but Jen Ann has her own priorities here. She's not going to do that. She is ready to get back to California and go shopping and buy things and have a watercress salad. And I support her, frankly. Um, and I think she's right. And she should say, and she should go be by the pool and anywhere that's not LA, she doesn't care about. And as somebody who is from and lives in LA, I get that. Um, 
And I just think, like, they were so mean to her for no reason, Nathan especially. And then he was like, you're so skinny. Eat some meatloaf. And I was like, shut up. That's not your beeswax. Don't comment on her body. Um, But also, she just, like, was underestimated with everything. But then she's like, I know how to paint. I know how to treat wounds. I know how to open bear traps with my bare hands. Like, she absolutely does everything right. And they're just, everybody's so mean to her. And then she likes Nathan. And I was just like, he's trash, sweetie. Like, move on. Yeah, I think she saw Nathan and she was like, here's something pretty that can distract me all summer long. And can we blame her for that? We can't. But he is garbage. He's like bootleg Kevin Bacon in Footloose. That's 100% what he looks like. I thought it was Kevin Bacon at first and I was really excited. Then I was like, the age doesn't really work out. Does make any sense? We really heard that Jen Ann was in this movie and then somehow you and I expected 1,000 other movie stars for some reason and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Back of his head and I was like, it's Kevin Bacon. And I was like, no, it's not. Of course it's not. I've never seen this man before. I'll never see this man again. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dear God. I, I just had so much that I was processing with this movie. Um, and my only real takeaway is that Jen Ann is a legend. Yes. I agree. My my takeaway is that I'm in love with Jen Ann, and I have been for some time, and she can make any movie bearable. <laughs> okay, but now I'm ready to move on to our segments. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm ready now. You know, we have to get to the place where we're ready. We can't do it too soon. We can't jump the It's gun. true. It's true. <laughs> so, the first question, the question that we always ask is, could it have been gayer? And I mean, always the answer is yes, but like, uh, I gotta get real creative here. <laughs> so there was one little momento where um, at the end, the leprechaun touches Nathan's dick. Yes, did, I didn't like that. <laughs> he just like crunches his package, grabs <laughs> it. He just. Oh, that I first of all I did he was so pervy to Jennifer Aniston that I like expected that if anybody would be sexually assaulted in this movie it would be Jen Aniston but it it wasn't it was Nathan (laughs) um so that was I guess a surprise um you know turning tropes on its head I I guess um but also hated it (laughs) it is it is I don't know I hate leprechauns the have gay moment. I would like. I want to go away. I don't know. But do leprechauns have the same concepts of gender that we do? You know what I mean. If he's the only leprechaun, is he even a male leprechaun, or is he just like a leprechaun? You know what I mean. Right. He could totally he's be non-binary. He defies. I guess gender. that is still inherently queer if he's non-binary. You know. Exactly. <laughs> the leprechaun himself is a queer icon, is what we're saying. Um, I can get on board with that. I'm yeah. absolutely ready to support that. Yeah, because, like, though he has many, many faults, he also is a style icon. Those boots. With honey, the buckle. With the buckle. Uh, the striped socks. There was a heel on those boots, too. He looked great. The striped socks. It's a look. The hat. A, fa- a statement hat. 
We love that for him. Good for him. And the buckle was multi-purpose. You know what I mean? It was like form and function. It could become a weapon that sliced yeah. Ozzy on open. Yeah. He could, he was well on his way to opening Ozzy's gullet to retrieve that gold coin. So really, honestly, form and function. We love that. <laughs> I would like Jen Ann to be gay, though, because I did fall a little in love with her in this movie. I agree. There is, okay. Ne- uh, Nathan could have been a woman. Nathan 100% could have been a woman. I said I would have loved a gay Jen Ann, but we never would have gotten that in 1993. Those were my notes for this section. And also there's no, not a single, well, I guess Mrs. O'Grady. Um, but other than Mrs. O'Grady, who dies approximately seven seconds into the movie, there are literally no other women. Not one other single woman. That's I guess true. there are women in the diner scene. But, like, but they we, don't speak. And they're also really not, like, them. you just glimpse them. There's not even a waiter who comes over to be like, hey, guys, can I get your order? I don't know why I did a voice. Um, But there's not even. <laughs> it, it's done. No, it's, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like. How about this? I can't make the movie gay, but I felt really gay in the moment when the <laughs> leprechaun was chasing Jen Ann in those patched work shorts. Uh-huh. Like the film, the camera was from the leprechaun's perspective in that moment. So you were down on the ground and the shot was just her butt as she was running. And I was like, this is the gay moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> A true highlight. I also love those shorts. I think I'm going to try to craft some shorts like that. The shorts were so good. I love her sneakers and the big chunky socks. I live for that The sneakers were great. And we got so many shots of them, which was why I was like, when when is this going to be relevant? It wasn't. Even with the whole shoe plot line. She threw those beautiful blue suede shoes instead. Oh, God. Those shoes were so amazing. (laughs) I want to... Okay, so that's where it it could be gayer, which is to say um, everywhere and also nowhere. Um, Yes. (laughs) Next up, we've got Maddie Lilly. Is there somewhere where you feel like Maddie Lilly would nicely slot into place in this movie? I feel like the cast is very limited and there's just not a lot of options. He could have been Nathan, no problem. He could have been, he's like the age, like his age at that point too. Mm-hmm. Like he would have been Nathan, 100%. It would have been perfect. He was the hot, young, skinny thing. He could have had, he has those lean, long muscles. Believable mm-hmm. that he's good at painting and climbing ladders. There you go. He didn't have to have the long he's- hair. I don't, well, I don't know. He would have looked like Shaggy innately if he had had that hair. So. <laughs> Maddie Lilly is 6'4". He would not need a ladder to paint a lot of things. <laughs> okay, first of all, I just want to say, before I lose my moment, because I haven't brought it up until this point, and I know if I don't do it in this moment, I'm never going to. Why were they painting the house that ugly shade of blue and red? I am so yes. upset. Oh my god. Yes. The most offensive sure part that. of this movie. Ugly. Yes. Presumably like, they came uh, to North Dakota to flip this house, and then they paint it clown-ass <laughs> blue and red. I was are like, are they me? going like, so, so far into the Americana world? Like, this is horrible. You don't want your fucking house to look like a bootleg red, white, and blue. Like, no. And it was such a pretty pastel blue with the white shutters before. And they were like, let me just paint it, it blue and red primary colors at their heart. Like the this is like a clown house. No. Ugh. 
No, I'm glad we're all on the same page. I was like, immediately, like, my, like, third note was like, why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, is there any other place that you would want to put Maddie Lily? I don't Lily? like him as Nathan. I just, I don't, okay. it doesn't vibrate for me. We take out the negging. We take out the negging and just have No, the be... negging actually is the only thing about it that works for me. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and that's because Maddie Lily so often in his younger years played that terrible, mean, murderous character you know what I mean so if he's being a dick I'm like all right that's on brand for 90s Maddie Lily um other than that I guess yeah I mean I don't know I guess if we are if I am outside the limits of space and time he'd be a hot dad um and I think if he was a child he would be a good Alex because again Alex is somebody who's always got a scheme going you know what I mean um just not a lot of other he could actually I think he would be great as Dan O'Grady in the beginning um where he because Dan O'Grady is not a a character who is okay Dan O'Grady shows up in the movie and he's like I robbed this leprechaun at gunpoint um I know how to kill a leprechaun with a four-leaf clover and I'm ready to go and then this leprechaun killed my wife and so I'm gonna explode this whole house um I just feel like Maddie Lilly would know how to bring that energy to the role. And we can't ignore the fact that Dan O'Grady has like innate swag because he rolls up in a fucking limo, steps mm-hmm. out the limo, and guzzles an entire bottle of Jameson. <laughs> an and entire just, like, bottle. Like lobs it Very onto Irish. his own lawn. He's just like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> that was big. That was BDE right there, and then immediately it was gone because he fucked everything up. But yeah, <laughs> I was like powerful. That's a good segue into our next segment, um, which is dumb bitch award. And frankly, I really only have the one nomination that we were just talking about. Is there anybody else that that stood out having big dumb bitch energy to you guys? I. <sighs> I think for me, what I wrote in my notes is the OG dumb bitch is Mr. O'Grady, but also the cop was pretty bad. <laughs> All the cops were pretty bad. I just feel, I'm just so mad at the cop that he just sat down and was like, oh, it should be all fine. And then it just jumped onto his head and snapped his neck. I'm like, this is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The dad was pretty useless as well to me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> What? Like, what are you doing? Don't Forget stick your arm into mysterious holes. I just never. feel like that never ends well. No. But just, like, what brought him to North Dakota? They never said. I got the impression that they're flipping the house, which is what I mentioned earlier, but they never specified. He's just like, anyway, my daughter is wealthy enough to be like, I'm going to pay for my own hotel room for whatever extended period of time she's planning to be here in North Dakota. Um, But also, I'm in North Dakota? So, like... Is he going to – I don't know. I just wanted – again, you guys are like, there are no answers in Leprechaun, and I guess that's just the case. But, like, <laughs> did he buy this property and he's going to turn it into a dude ranch? You know what I mean? Like, what was his plan? It would have made more sense for this to be in New Mexico than to be in North Dakota. It made no sense. I honestly forgot the dad was in it after he got bit. I was like, Bye. <laughs> Have fun in the hospital, sir. <laughs> right? I'm, He's just so useless. You are pointless to me, though you are hot. 
very hot. Yeah, I mean, the the dad had some clear dumb bitch behaviors, but to me, it just, like, he doesn't have a strong enough presence in the film to be the dumb bitch. I no. just think it has to be Dan O'Grady because while he it keeps being like, I got the gold fair and square, them are the rules. Um, and he says like three or four times something like that. He says, a wee person, a leprechaun. I caught him and made him show me where his gold is. It's the rule, you know. First of all, you're just describing a robbery. But second of all, clearly those aren't the rules because yeah. if it were fair and square, this leprechaun would not be coming to murder murder you and sneaking into your suitcase across the Atlantic killing your wife instantly and then like there's just so much he's like I know the rules and it's like okay clearly you don't clearly you don't know the rules he says this is how you kill a leprechaun but then the leprechaun dies it's like I'm not dead I'm just cursed to be in this well forever so clearly that's not how you kill a leprechaun He's just another man who thinks he has all the answers, but he doesn't. He doesn't know anything, and I hate him, and he's a dumb bitch. He's a total dumb bitch. The one thing I the one thing I will say is that maybe he was sad, and that's what led to all of this, because the reason he was in Ireland was for his mom's funeral, which is mentioned for half of one millisecond. And so then maybe he doesn't in even his bring his grief, mom's ashes home. <laughs> I know. Maybe in his grief, he was like, I'll find the leprechaun mother used to tell me about. And then <laughs> robbed Like, Or maybe it was not even, like, something his mom told him about. Maybe he was just like, my mom died and I'm super sad. So instead of focusing on that at all, I have discovered a, a rainbow and I am going to follow it. And I'm going to go to the pot of gold and then I'm going to just focus on how I'm rich and distract myself with that and splash out on a limo instead of having to deal with my grief. This is the Babadook, actually. A clear reference. <laughs> a clear reference to the Babadook. <laughs> Who so knew obvious. that the Leprechaun was the origin of every good horror movie that we have watched on this podcast? There's actually um, another thing. They don't tell you this on IMDb Trivia, but there is another really important work of media um, that the Leprechaun inspired. I don't know if you guys caught it. Um, a lot of people think that Harry Styles' song Watermelon Sugar is about um, sexual relations with women. It's not. It's about the movie The Leprechaun. And do you know how I know? I How? I want your belly. You know, the, the when he, like, goes to Ozzy and Ozzy's like, oh, no, I swallowed the coin. And he says, it's your belly I want. That was Harry <laughs> Styles saw that line and he immediately sat down and wrote I Watermelon hate Sugar. You. I hate you. <laughs> Why would That's you true. Someone <laughs> away from me. That's true. Right? That's like, a true it's fact. It's about eating pussy. It's about Leprechaun 1993. It's about Leprechaun 1993. <laughs> it's about a Leprechaun wanting to rip out the belly of a poor, poor man who has swallowed a coin. That's what you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we do assume that this movie takes place during a summer break. So this is a summer feeling. <laughs> I wanna, it's indisputable, I'm gonna just, Monica. I'm going to just leave the pod. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> I just think, like, prove me wrong. And I don't think anybody can. Um... Harry Styles, please tell us. Yeah, right. Harry Styles, feel free to be right. a guest yeah. on this podcast if you'd like to Call review in. this narrative. If you want to set the record straight, we're happy to have you on. But until Harry Styles comes on Spooky Tuesday and says otherwise, 
Watermelon Sugar was inspired by Leprechaun 1993. Yeah, I'll say that too, just to maybe make him mad enough to come and tell us that we're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, Harry Styles, you freak. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I hate it. (laughs) Okay, well, with that in mind, we must do our knives out of five. (laughs) So, who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Um, the, I think the, you the whole knife because of that reference. I, no, 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 we'll see. Um, okay, per IMDb, this movie has 4.8 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has 21% fresh from critics, or I guess 21% rotten from critics, and 32% from audiences. I don't know if it won any awards. I, I didn't say, look. I do want to say that more people like this movie, like a significant amount of more people like this movie better than The Roommate. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it had a, a well, I mean, we can see it had a much greater impact on the culture. Oh, what totally. song that is The true. Roommate inspire? <laughs> a song Probably that something. I'm currently writing about Cam Gidget, but that's not as interesting. <laughs> redacted (laughs) um yeah I mean this movie definitely was more creative than the roommate by far it had more for me to write home about but also I never want to think about it again (laughs) oh god okay who wants to go first Sydney I'll go first (laughs) so this movie is a fun romp it is so nostalgic I, I do think you know you have to like if you I love this movie so and but it's because I was a literal child when I first saw it so it becomes like a movie you watch every year and without this movie we wouldn't have got Leprechaun into the hood and Leprechaun back to the hood which are great because in uh, Leprechaun back to the hood he kills he smokes marijuana and kills somebody with a bong Highly recommend watching it. Highly recommend watching it. It is amazing. So I'm going to give this movie a 3.5 out of 5. Wow. That's the same score you gave Invisible Man, just to be clear, just for context. I am so glad we're in different states. Otherwise, (laughs) I would be coming at you. I love this movie! This, where this movie is stupid and fun. Like, it's not scary at all, but I have a great time. I would also like to say you gave The Conjuring three knives. I'm just looking at your other ones for comparison now. Um, the Witch also got 3.5, same as Leprechaun. Um, I need you to stop. I'm going to have to have a physical fight with Sydney. <laughs> Every movie that Monica suggests, Sydney gives it. Oh, he's like, no, I am sorry. <laughs> okay, Monica, what do you think? What What are your knives? Okay, so is the lowest score I ever gave a one for Thanksgiving? Let me see. Um. Yeah, you gave Thanksgiving a 1.1. Okay. Hmm. And you've given, you gave, um, 
You gave the roommate a 2.222222. I think that's the the next lowest. The Conjuring, you gave a 2.99999. Uh, I'm going to give this a 1.3 because it inspired Thanksgiving, so I'm thankful to it for that. It inspired so much uh, mm-hmm. bad things to come. I mean, there's also, there's a whole series of movies called, like, Gingerbread Man, and I'm not sure which one came first, but, like, there's a bunch of sequels where the gingerbread man also kills people while high. And I think that that was inspired by Leprechaun as well. Um, I think this set the precedent for a whole slew of very shitty, very otherworldly, very whimsical horror characters, um, which I love watching those movies. Um, at the same time, I feel like the pacing was super fucked for this. <laughs> it could have been way funnier if they, it had been a little quicker. But, you know, we love ourselves a gay icon in high-heeled buckle boots roller skating down the street, you know? And so mm-hmm. I respect him, but also he's not getting more than that from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if I'm basing my knives off the larger contributions to the culture I would have to give it five knives out of fives for watermelon sugar because it's such a good song um but if I am basing it on the movies <laughs> 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 this episode is gonna be hate all my <laughs> if I'm basing it on the movies merits alone you're right that the pacing was really weird because it's like you know, they are running around the property and she finds the cop and and you think it's like the end of the movie, but then it's like, oh no, now we have to go to the hospital. There's a whole other sequence. And then she's at the hospital and you're like, is this the end? And then she goes back to the farm. You know what I mean? It's just a little all over the place. And there were a few different, it had three opening scenes and then it had three like ending scenes. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, And I just, still, yeah. And clearly t- if you ask me, the leprechaun lore just not very clear um (laughs) I don't think that I enjoyed myself last night when I watched it I think I was a little too what what the fuck am I watching um and then this morning I enjoyed it more but also I don't think I will ever watch it again but I maybe (laughs) would watch the sequels but if I like dedicated one day to watching all of them, I would never be like, I'm going to watch Leprechaun 2 today. And then tomorrow I'm going to watch Leprechaun 3. Like for me, if I'm going to engage with these movies, I need to just do like one fell swoop. Um, And so on that note, I'm going to give it like a 1.5. Generous. <laughs> Sydney, I promise you that when you come back into town, I can't speak for Chelsea, but I will have a Leprechaun movie marathon with you and watch all the rest of them with you, only if we drink green cocktails the entire time. Here's the thing. I just I'm feel down. like if we're going to do a movie marathon, um, I want to watch all of the Final Destinations, or I want to make you guys watch The Tenth Kingdom, which stars Warwick Davis, which I was telling you about before we started recording, but beautiful miniseries from like 2000 um we have to have multiple slumber parties it's not a spooky so we'll probably never cover it on here but if I'm doing a full day movie marathon with you guys don't know that that I'm gonna be um donating my time to the leprechaun franchise first and foremost 
Well, Sydney, you've already heard my promise, so I guess it's just the two of us, and I'll do it. Just <laughs> the two of us. And I have to talk to the whole fucking time. But that's what you're supposed to do on these movies. <laughs> I feel like I would have had a blast if I had watched this with anyone besides my dog who was unconscious and is also blind, so who <laughs> could not experience it at all with me. <laughs> so chelsea what are we doing next week you know yes next week we are doing ready or not it came out i think in 2019 um and i actually saw it in theaters and i had a blast i don't know monica you've seen it but sydney i don't think you have right i have not seen it i saw it at home i wish i'd seen it in theaters i feel like it would have been super fun on on the big screen Yes, I went with one member of our spooky crew and one of our other friends, um, and it was just an absolute blast. I think it'll be really fun. Again, Sydney sometimes has opposite opinions from um, me and Monica, so we'll see if you like it at all or if you absolutely roast it. Um, but I think it's I think it's fun, and I think it's going to be a good time. I'm excited. One, because I know Adam Brody is in it. And he's so sexy in it is the thing. So there's at least going to be one good thing about it. And what's the main girl's name, the actress? Samara Weaving. She's beautiful and so fun in this. Mm -hmm. So I think you're really going to like it. Um, So thanks for listening. Uh, If you want to see some beautiful leprechaun-related content, which I'm sure is going to be out-of-the-box incredible this week, please follow us at Spooky underscore Tuesday on Instagram and Twitter. So if you're still on ye olde Facebook, look up Spooky Tuesday Pod and follow us there. And while you're at it, why not give us five stars on Apple Podcasts? I mean, come on. It's a beautiful day. A beautiful day for a five-star review. Bye, Spooky. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. Yeah. Yeah.